It's time for the MCTS Experience with Mr. Orr and Mr. Nash. Discover your passion and unlock your future. All right. Welcome, everybody. Another great, great episode of the MCTS Experience. With me, as always, is the legendary David Nash. Hello, sir. Hello, 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 everyone. Glad to have you back. I'm pumped. We're we're, we're coming on hard and fast, heading towards the end of the year. Yes, it's coming quicker than we think. Like Mr. Worf, like I always say, you blink, it's the Christmas holiday season, you blink, it's spring break, and you blink, and it's over. You bet. Especially when these kids love what they do. They love what they do here at MCTS. They do, although... They love a nice Christmas break as they much do. as anybody. It's a, it's they're, a win. They're it's a win. bouncing it's a off hit. the walls. They're very, ready to go. Very exciting. A uh, couple quick announcements before we get underway. The uh, Student Council will be attending the New Jersey Association of Student Council's Winter Convention on January 9th. And that happens to fall right in the middle of another exciting uh, component coming in January, which is our Skills USA local competitions. So anybody who's ever been to the school, attending the school, knows that Skills USA is. Basically, our student organization, our, our, our fraternal organization internally for the uh, career and technical component. And students get to compete in their area of study with local outside judges coming in to assess their ability, performing tasks uh, that are career specific or maybe even doing an interview, some soft skills. That's I've seen a lot of instructors weave that into these contests. Um, so you got the hard skill, the soft skill, and then out of that that local competition generates our state legion, our army of state contest uh, participants that will occur in mid-April. So that's going to be happening the second week in January. And anybody who's interested in being a judge, coming to see it, by all means, give me a call here at the school. We'll reach out to Mr. Producer Mick, Nick, and they'll make it happen. So these are like the these are like the local competitions that mm-hmm. from there we decide who goes on to states, and then and we, that, we've sent a few kids to national the last well, couple of years. I mean, right? it, it's the beautiful part about when you come to MCTS and you get passionate about your career area, you get to compete against other guys and girls that are just as passionate as you, and from that, the the cream rises to the top, as they say. And that student goes to states, and then if you win states out of the 21 counties, every county sends a student, whether it be HVAC, accounting, public speaking, culinary arts. There's 114 contests. Oh, my God. We obviously don't compete in 114 areas, although we, we would if we could. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, is yeah, students have won and go to nationals. We've had, we've had national podiums, and we've had national winners before. Incredible. Phenomenal. I love it. Um, next announcement, the uh, New Jersey HOSA state officer candidacy is ramping up with the first round of testing for candidates at Middlesex County Vocational Technical on January 4th. Um, our school, I'm proud to announce, has four candidates, and uh, we got our fingers crossed for them. Strong. That they get they're, in- they're strong. We were in the interviews, right? Yes, we, we helped, uh, we helped select screen. those kids. We helped screen I, the I, candidates. I'm pretty, uh, uh, pretty confident about our, our chances of getting invited back for February. It's a good crop of kids. It's neat. And then, and then working off that... There's going to be academy assessment testing at the end of January when aspiring HSA and STEM students will sit and take a placement test and math, language arts, as well as participate in project team learning activity, which is really fun. Yes. I've seen that. I've, I've heard about it. It's amazing. And they get to, to connect with future classmates for guys and girls that are going to be coming here in the 1920 school year. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's for eighth graders, guys. So if you're if you're in eighth grade and you... Uh... Uh, you haven't gotten an email or a phone call or a letter in the mail inviting you to those uh, to those assessments. It's the end of January. Get in touch with me if you have not been invited. If you have applied for one of those two programs, the STEM Academy or the mm-hmm. HSA Academy, uh, get in touch with me, M-O-R-F-E at mcts.edu uh, if you haven't heard from us yet. 
Okay. And last but not this least. This is big. Big th- drum roll. Big video. School-wide. School-wide video. Incredible. We have students from from Assam Pink, from the HSA, and from some of the shops up there, mm-hmm. HVAC, and uh, all over Cypec. Mm-hmm. Uh, we shot a video that's going to be up uh, on the mind internet. blowing, mind blowing, mind blowing. Friday morning it goes live. So so by the time you're hearing this, go to our website and watch this video and share it and like it and blow it up. Share it with friends. Any any aspect of social oh, media. We're we're hitting up producer. Producer uh, Nick, he's not mic'd right now. It's on all of our social media. Instagram, our, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, everything. And on our website, of course, too. Um, so, so Look, check, he's nodding. Look at him. He's nodding. He's all excited. Yeah. He's very proud of this. This is his baby. <laughs> well, it's he didn't. He, obviously, we've had a creative consultant come in, an incredible group of people. Yeah. The, stu- the coolest thing about the video is the students loved doing this. Every, Mr. Nash, every, that's exactly it. Nick just said, took the words right out of my mouth. Every student bought in. They were participating. They were dancing. They were doing stuff. Jody's enthusiasm for his choreography mm-hmm. is totally infectious. He choreographed this whole thing. The whole school is involved in this thing. Teachers are uh, dancing. Administration. Administration. Our support staff, maintenance crew, which are awesome guys and girls who we couldn't do anything without all of, of us collaborating together. It's amazing. Everyone's in, and it's really, really fun. We had, we had a great time making it. Um, all right. That's it for upcoming announcements. Um Please stay with us because uh, we've got our student of the week coming up next. And now it's time for student of the week. All right, everybody. It's time for student of the week, as you know. And this week we have a really uh, amazing student. Who who we who fits a dynamic of who we are as a CTE school, right, producer Nick? Correct, correct. So who we have is Megan Lacko. Megan is a senior last year who graduated, and she's going to get into all this and unpack all this. But Megan, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for letting me be here. No, this is awesome. So as I was kind of leading into and talking about, you were a senior last year at Hopewell Valley High School. Yes, I was. Okay, and then you graduated last year, obviously, not from this campus and this school, but you graduated from Hopewell Conventional High School. Yes, I did. Okay, and now, so you're still finishing up a year here. So how this happens quite a bit for our listeners at home, and I'm just bringing everybody up to speak because Megan, you know this is your life. It's yeah. You're like, yeah, Nash, I got this. Um, so what happens is sometimes students don't discover us or have an awakening until they're halfway through their junior year or even in the beginning of their senior year. And sometimes guys and girls felt that they can't come here if they're a senior in high school. And, and that's not really a truth, as you experienced. Well, honestly, I wanted to try to get in my sophomore year. And I found out, like you said, when it was close to time for my junior mm-hmm. year and mm-hmm. I'd applied and didn't get in my sophomore year because mm-hmm. my program was too full. So I'm, And uh, so I came in my senior year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you came in, so you learned all the base functions, and you graduated. And actually, last year, you worked in the district last year in the print shop with Producer Nick. Producer Nick, for everybody listening, yes. you you do you run the print shop in the summer? I do. We hire two students of the graphic arts program to uh, help me print for the district. How cool is that? So we're self-sustaining internally. They and, get paid. And, and Megan, Megan <laughs> you, you applied for the position, you interviewed, you obtained the position. Yep. And that kind of awakened even further your love for the graphic industry and, and 
And yeah, I did. And uh, at my homeschool, actually, I always have loved art since I was a kid, but I didn't really ever know what graphic design was. I knew I wanted to do it. And I had taken a Photoshop class at my high school, but it wasn't really in depth. It was a program they had just started. Mm-hmm. And then someone in my English class actually told me she was going here. And I was like, oh, wow, I've never heard about that program. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. so interested in it and looked it up and then really wanted to come here. Did, did you do the visit? Cause it, yes, I did do the visit. And, and then once you came here, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This is, so is it like, every, again, you've experienced this and lived through it. I've worked here for 20 years. It's like art class for three hours a day, but it's just not art. It's Photoshop and photography and film editing, and it's all, all these yeah, different Yeah, it's fa- everything, and I love it because you can actually see, unlike at like your normal school where they might not have the supplies and the funding for the things you really want to do, mm-hmm. here they mm-hmm. do, where you can like physically look at what you've done and really learn hands-on. It's not only on the computer, you're really hands-on. So the, the printing devices, Nick, you know this as, a, as an expert, as a person who's graduated college, and you now, Megan, are immersed in a graphics program at Mercer County Community College. The, the equipment that we have here is, and, and I don't know, I mean, I taught auto shop and I was a professional mechanic. What you have out here, and I'm asking both of you, is head and shoulders above a conventional high school art program. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Way above, yeah. way above. And it's only getting better. Yeah, so with Miss Perlman coming on board. Mr. Reagan's retired last year. Miss Perlman mm-hmm. came on board, and she's bringing a level of professionalism. She's fresh from the industry. It's like we captured a cheetah yeah. from the industry in terms she's of – She's taught her. me a lot so far, So too. it's awesome. So it's good. And so, All right, so, Megan, you, you came back this year. You worked in the summer for the district and in, in physically for us helping produce – and that landed you on your current position. So share with everybody where you work currently and how it applies to your program here. I work at Speed Pro Imaging, and I'm there four days a week, and then I come here one day a week on mm-hmm. Fridays mm-hmm. usually. So it's a CIE program, so it's like work-study program. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning a lot, actually, because it's nice because most people after college wait to get an internship, but I'm getting one younger. <laughs> now that's good. So, so you're still coming back here building your portfolio on Fridays, which you'll be able to showcase after school, and you can continue the position at Speed Pro. We've had numerous uh, students over the years. Actually, Nick, producer Nick, some of the kids graduated from your class, and in the, still works in a print shop to this day. So, yeah, absolutely. And there was, <laughs> and there was he was my manager at some point when I graduated college. I went back and worked in a print shop, and what? he was my manager, and it's, we were it's, best friends. From it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving. So. Megan, when you first started this actual position for Speed Pro Imaging, and that's right over on Re Road near Denown Road off of Route 31, and uh, Mr. Uh, Hewell, your your supervisor, he brought you in, showed you the, the operation. How much have you learned if you had to weigh this or put it into words from – you've been there since early, early October? Yeah, early October I've been there. Honestly, probably out of a 10 – I've learned like an eight, wow. if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah, I've yeah. really learned a lot about the industry and then like talking with clients. I've seen all kinds of different parts. Like I've seen production, I've seen design, I've seen mm-hmm. sales. I've really been immense in all of it. Yeah, well, it. it's a it's a smaller shop too, so it's mm-hmm. a beautiful way to mm-hmm. really learn pretty much every aspect well, of it. And it's kind of neat because, again, you, you found out about sophomore year, tried to get in junior year, the class filled up. The, the opportunity to attend was senior year, and you took that shot. So any parent or student or a person that's listening like, wow, my, my brother or my nephew or, or a friend of the family or whatever, just because a person's going through their junior year doesn't negate coming to MCTS. No, it doesn't. And honestly, I 
faulted and I should have contacted. There's a lot of people that would have helped mm-hmm. me get mm-hmm. in, like Lance Simic, mm-hmm. who's the counselor here. He's mm-hmm. really helpful, mm-hmm. and everyone here is really helpful. So it so your preconceived notion of what you thought it was be a lot of times students describe it as like a veil, and then when they come here after probably about three weeks to a month, the veil's lifted back. Is that how it felt for you, or put it in your words when you started attending here and what you experienced? It felt like for the first time I really got to do what I wanted to do instead Mm. of high school, like where I'm just sitting there. I hated it. I didn't really like the art classes particularly. I was taking in high school because it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Like I always liked drawing, but I didn't like how it was in high school. So like the perspectives and here, draw the flower pot and put the shading in and all that. Yeah. Here it's... It's more creative based and more hands-on. Like I was saying before, you really get to see like what you do Mm -hmm. and you really get to learn everything on the way. So part of the projects that I've seen just walking in, and again, as you guys know, I'm the OSHA instructor, I'm the career counselor, I'm the CIE, which is just a fancy word for co-op. I'm in and out of a lot of shops, and in fact, when we leave here today, I'm going over to the building shop to connect with a student about a, a contracting position. So as I walk through, I see you designing like real-life production stuff, meaning they just did a gift bag for Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday season. Every kid was designing something. You did that for your mom. Explain to everybody who's listening what you did. I did a, from the movie A Year Without a Santa Claus, just something I like to be a creative uh, a heat miser and snow miser bag to put my mom's Christmas gift in. That's awesome. Yeah, it's things like that that are really great because you do practical things like you do logos and mm-hmm. branding mm-hmm. and things like that for companies you can do here. But then you also really get that creative side where you've never done these things before, making cereal boxes, mm-hmm. gift bags, a Monopoly board. board. Yeah, a Monopoly so cool. board. It really is cool because it's things like you always wanted to do but never knew how, and you're really learning them here. That's and it's awesome. professional grade stuff, too. It's right out of the Absolutely. programs that they use in the real real world. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. Well, listen, Megan, I can't thank you enough for coming in. You know, student of the week, you're, you're a person that represents a solid portion of our population, and it's um, I'm positive the people listening to this or anybody that has a son or a daughter or a friend that can resonate with what you shared with us. Hey, just because you missed the boat, per se, junior year, doesn't mean it's over. You no, can... it's not. And a lot of people have that preconceived notion, and it's mm. definitely not true. And I completely would recommend this program. If Even if you like school, you know, you don't have to be the kid who hates yeah, yeah, high yeah, school yeah, yeah. to like come to here. Yeah. It's both, honestly, and it's really great to find your passion here and get to do it early on. I, you would, Some would think that we... It's half our tagline. I know. I, and the best part <laughs> was it was unsolicited. So, Megan, <laughs> thanks for coming in. Thanks for sharing us. Thanks for all your success and applying your gifts and, and your abilities to, to not only help yourself, but also make us the school who we are. So, hey, it's great having you. And thank you. Thanks thank, for you. Thank, thank you so much for having me. Knowledge is power. It's time for Ask MCTS. So, Mr. Nash, the uh, Ask MCTS question uh, this time around comes from... I'm ready. From, I'm ready. It's from Fire. me, actually. There's no, oh, boy. Uh, there's no mouthing. I have a I have a 15 year old at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I bumped into a kid who got a job because you encouraged him to mm-hmm. just last night at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question is, what what age can people start working? Can kids start working? Well, it's an awesome question, and I talk with a lot of parents and a lot of students that are the the puddle is muddied, the water is muddied on this subject, and it's very clear. But you're the authority. You're our working I, paper. Guy. I am. I'm the issuing officer of working papers. Every school district has an issuing officer, which means I have very specialized training from Department of Labor 
in regards to the child labor laws of when people can work. And I preview all the working papers for the district. Teach me. So here's the deal. People can work general retail and any job at age 14. Age 14 is how old you can obtain working papers and work. Oh, see, no one knows that. During the school year, you're limited to three hours a day. So it's three hours a day during Monday through Friday, eight hours a day on the weekend, and you cannot work more than six consecutive days. Okay. So in other words, if I had a 14 or a 15-year-old child, I have a 12-year-old, and when she turns 14 or 15, she can go work at McCaffrey's supermarket near our house. Mm -hmm. And I've already talked to the staff at McCaffrey's because there's a phenomenon going on in our culture. If you were to ask a 16, 17, or 18-year-old, where do you work? A lot of times, a much higher percentage of people think they go, I don't work. I can't work. Or I... And and if you go back in time, post-World War II, every generation, 1950, 60, 70, et cetera, people started working between 12 and 14, and they received their first menial job, and then they progressed through that. They became a leader. Uh, a person has more responsibility by the time they're 17, 18. So by the time they graduate and start going to post-secondary education, they have a clear understanding of what's required at work, uh, time management, decision-making. What, what does a boss or the customer or a client expect from you? And that's something that's being lost in society because everybody thinks their kid can't work till they're 17, 18, 19, which is, it's, it's, it's an untruth. So the answer is, is it the more corporate in an environment, it, it's up to the employer to answer the question. You can receive working papers and work at a place of 14. There are employers like ShopRite that doesn't hire till 16. So a lot of times what happens is your son or daughter will become fascinated with working at five below or the ice cream pile near your house. And they'll knock on the door and they'll say, Oh, I'm sorry, son. We can't hire you. Well, that that instantly kid goes, I can't work. Or the parent hears of an employer like Target that says, we only hire 16 and older. Well, did you try McDonald's? Right. That's just them. That's just them. That doesn't mean that. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Okay. This is great. So, and the other thing too is apply online. And this is the other thing we tell every student that comes here to MCTS. Apply online. Of course, apply online. Wawa, quick check. These are all just, I'm just naming places. There's no hard and fast. A hardware store, uh, you know, answering a phone at a hair salon. The local restaurant. Absolutely. Bus boy and bus girl, 14 years old. Okay. 14 years old. Uh, the number one thing I tell to people is apply online and then have your son or daughter dress up in business casual, walk in with a very simple resume. If you if you click on Google, uh, basic resume, it'll have your name, address, what your schools you go to, what sports you play, what activities you volunteered for. Walk up to the customer thing and say, hi, sorry to bother you. My name is... I attend school at, you know, Hopewell Valley, West Windsor, whatever, Mercer County Technical Schools. It doesn't matter. And then just say, I applied online, and I just wanted to make sure that you got my resume. If you do that, do you know how many people don't do that? You're already ahead of most adults walking in for a job. So, listen, we always say this in our OSHA training. Where do you learn how to work? And most kids say school. And I say, well, you learn theory at school. But let's face it. You learn how to work at work. The sooner you start to learn how to work, the sooner you can get that adult life, that adult freedom, that adult money, that adult concept that is very scary but yet very rewarding and that's really what it's all about think back to anybody that you know if you're listening to this and you're an established and adult when did you start working you start working between 12 and 14 yeah. and then you figured out like oh boy this job stinks i gotta get another job or i want to do this different or i really like this aspect but i don't like that aspect so then correlate that to a young guy or girl now who's 15 16 17 18 that has never worked they're at a massive disadvantage once they enter the job market. And that's these are the war stories, not only that MCTS hears, but every parent that I bumped into is like, oh, my gosh, you can't believe it. And I said, well, time out. It's not the kid's fault. It's us 
providing opportunity, and that's what we do here at MCTS. Perfect. Um, thank you very much for that answer. I think next I'd like to have a teacher tip. We don't stop learning after the bell rings. Guess what? It's time for teacher tips. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Our teacher tip of the week comes to us from Mrs. Perlman, um, who is our graphic arts teacher. And uh, she was a real graphic artist, a professional in the field, worked for, where'd you work, uh, Ms. Perlman? S. Walter Packaging. S. Walter Packaging. For uh, She had a, a beautiful career with them, and now she's here teaching our students. Take it away, Ms. Perlman. Tip of the week. Let's say you need a quick thank you note that you can print on your own desktop printer. Let's take an 8.5 by 11 document. In the right-hand corner, um, just four and a quarter inches in size, no bigger than that. You want to go in the right corner. You can orientate it portrait, or you can rotate it minus 90 degrees. I know that may be a challenge, so you may want to just keep it portrait. So then all you have to do is put an image there. You could just write the words thank you, and then all you have to do, you take it out of your printer, you fold it in half, and then you fold it in half again, and you have a quick thank you note. A perfect holiday tip from our graphic arts instructor. Write those thank you notes, kids, and happy holidays. Hi, this is Tristan Lander from the graphic arts class, and you're listening to the MCTS Experience. Hey, you, come here, come here. Check it out. They're in our school. They're in our community. They're around the corner. Welcome, our featured guest. Welcome back, everybody. We're very excited. Uh, our featured guest uh, this, this time is John Henry of New Jersey School Boards. A um, couple of nice, exciting announcements. Uh, New Jersey School Boards was just named Mercer County Technical School's Business Partner of the Year. We have mm. a lot of great things to talk about with John. Welcome. Thank you. I am honored to be here. We're, <laughs> we're very honored to have you. Um, so just just for those of our, our listening audience that don't know, um, can you tell us a little bit about New Jersey School Boards and what they do? So New Jersey School Boards Association is the association that all local school boards by state mandate have to be a member of. And in mm-hmm. turn... We provide training for them in a variety of areas. And my area specifically is you know, uh, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math, STEAM, and sustainable schools. Okay. Um, and do you have a lot of schools under your umbrella? Uh, are, we, are we your loan? You know, 581 districts, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, so that's, quite, that's quite <laughs> a lot. And, and I believe 84 of the 89 charter schools are what's called associate members of our association. Mm-hmm. And so we provide assistance to them as well in, again, a variety of areas. Okay. Um, Mr. Nash, I know you have a few favorite things that John Henry brought to the table. Why don't you? Uh, well, John them? Henry and I jumped out of a plane together. 13,500 feet. It was incredible. What? We, Insane. It was, uh, we, we were on a, a, a national educators tour of Fort Hood in Texas, and uh, it was amazing. It totally broadened our understanding of what the United States military, particularly the Army, could provide in terms of career opportunity. And it's not, it, it lifted the veil off of, I'm sure, both of our eyes yes. about. It's not this one-dimensional, like, I'm not going to send my kid to the military because that's bad. First of all, the military is a tremendous opportunity, and, and the public really should investigate it if your son or daughter is inclined to go down that realm, and we'd be happy to talk with anybody about that, of course. But part of the, the experience was is we jumped out of a plane with the Golden Knights. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. we, we did not see that coming, and I was a little nervous. Not a little, a lot nervous to yeah, do that. it was powerful. But we did it. We did yeah, it. Yeah, it was really oh my neat. gosh, you guys are so brave. I don't I don't know that nah, I... Nah, listen, no, I don't know listen, when, when, you, when they tell you... Well, first of all, I didn't know anything about the Golden Knights like John did. Nothing. It's it's a, an elite 
program offered by the Army, and they've jumped from anybody in, who's on an educator tour, former presidents, George W. 41, yes, you know, yes. George Bush 41 jumped with them. Mm-hmm. So when you jump with them, there's three people near you at all times. Okay. So uh, my wife and I talked about it. I just said, listen, I'm not, I was never a person that was like, oh my God, I got to skydive. But I was like, I'm, I'd be a fool to pass this up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Same here. Same here. That's exactly how I thought about it. Yeah, we're I'd logical. Just, I'd be we're logical. To pass it up. Yeah. And, and it was great. Chip and Joanne Gaines were there the same day. Are you kidding? I, they didn't jump with yeah, us. They uh, jumped. Uh, they jumped right before my jump, and yep. then you were right after me. Yep, exactly. They came down with General Snow. Yeah, the two-star general. The, oh wow! Yeah, it was pretty pretty neat. The whole experience. Again, I can't um, say enough how great New Jersey School Boards Association is. On just a side note, that the the opportunities that the U.S. Army can provide guys and girls that want to see the world and receive very specific career training, it's incredible. I mean, I can piggyback off of how yeah. the relationship started with Please. the U.S. Army. And yeah, that go was ahead. what led us to MCTS. Go. Um, it was about, I think now it's about four years ago, our, our current our president at the time, it was John Bellina, and he had been on an, an ed, one of the local ed tours at Picatinny Arsenal, mm-hmm. and he came back and he said to me and he said to our executive director at the time, um, there's something here with the U.S. Army, and I need you to you know kind of pursue this. So I reached out to their ed specialist and we're like, okay, we need to learn about them mm-hmm. as much as they needed to learn about mm-hmm. how uh, they can actually help schools. And so we started, we developed a relationship, and then um, we were going to do what we were going to call, we were going to call it the emergency management uh, design challenge. And we wanted like CTE schools to get involved in that because then we were going to, and really the challenge was, is what do you do if you don't have power or anything else for three Love months? Love it. Love it. Right. And it was a little bit ambitious. For us to do that, and we didn't have any takers at the time. Mm-hmm. So then in between that, uh, we pitched the idea of actually having an Army sergeant be placed as a STEAM fellow at New Jersey School Boards. Now, this is way out of the box stuff for a School wow. Boards Association and also for the U.S. Army. And so we, we had the commander at the time get together with our executive director. They had conversations, and, and we said mm-hmm. yes. They, they placed George Sergeant George, uh, George Johnson at the time yes. as the first fellow. Yes. Yes. Um, and then fast forward, that relationship was made. But then, then I introduced George to MCTS. And then that started to take off. And then the MRE challenge and all those things started to kick so in. But go, yeah, go ahead. So okay. now, the second you said that, so anybody who's listening to this podcast, that Mr. Johnson, or, or Sergeant Johnston got coupled with yourself and the School Board Association right. and Chef Angle. And Chef Angle and, and Sergeant Johnston were the ones that pioneered the concept of right. the MRE challenge. And MRE, if you're listening to this and you don't know what that means, meals ready to eat. So when combat soldiers and infantry is out in the field, they're eating high-calorie, uh, really unique food from chocolates to chiclets to beefaroni and barbecued shredded pork. I mean, and they it, all come in these little boxes. Yes. Right? Little right. bags, actually. Little yeah. bags. And they, have heat, they, they heat themselves. Like, you can live on MRE. People buy You can buy MREs. Anybody listening to this can buy MREs at Harry's Army and Navy. And so you guys, we, Chef Engel being a culinary expert, yeah. and then Sergeant Johnston being in the field, guys in the field, they trade, they barter, they combine different ingredients, and there's this whole folklore and, and understanding of how to make things really delicious. There's things called Ranger's Pudding. Is, do you remember? And they mix different items from right, the MREs right. in there. And it's, it's when it's mealtime in the field, that's a source of communing and trading and laughing mm-hmm. and team building that only can occur. So we brought that like a food network challenge here at the district. And that's, that's how you guys unlocked it. Correct. Right. Well, it, yeah, that was, that was one of the first bigger 
bigger things. I, I've been here doing some project and problem-based learning training before that, but the Meals Ready to Eat was, was a big one. That was a big one because it connected to the U.S. Army, and, and, and like, like David, like you said, it was a way for the army, well, the soldiers in the field, that's how they exchange information and they socialize mm-hmm. over these things. They exchange different things that are inside yeah, the they- MREs. Now, some of them are not that bad, okay, in terms of tasting. I, I would not live off of them. I'd probably have a heart attack in like three years, but I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's engineered. But we, it's, it's engineered to keep you alive in for longer periods of time. And now the kids here and in other schools now through the MRE challenge, they, they have to make culinary delights out of it. So it's, 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 it's really an interesting challenge. It's a state-level USA contest that was birthed out of New Jersey School Boards Association, U.S. Army Sergeant Johnston, and, of course, our own yes. Chef Angle. And it was just people saying, wow, we can do this. And really, that's that's who New Jersey School Boards Association is to empower districts. The United States Army's right there. And MCTS, we're always on the forefront. We're just so thankful to have staff members that are like, yeah, we can do that. Like, yeah. I, 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 I can't, I've worked here 20 years. I couldn't tell you how many times I heard somebody like, no, we can't do that. I, that, that doesn't happen here. And it's real so, and it's tangible. And I want to I piggyback on that is that is one of the reasons why I love working at this school. You guys are really innovative thinkers, and you are not afraid to say, yes, let's try this. Let's do something new, because that's what it takes to mm-hmm. move for school improvement to move forward. Mm-hmm. And, and now on school board side is having the staff and the executive director and their board really say, yeah, let's, let's do these relationships with schools, and let's do something different so we can model best practices to board members. So what we do in this school and other schools Board members will hear about it through our mm-hmm. through our communication system, our your school network board notes, our school leader, and through our networking and some of the programs and workshops that we do. And we feature that so we can train board members so they don't have to be just passive um, decision makers. They know what best practices are out in the school. And this yep. happens to be one of them right here. Love wow. working with the school. That's excellent. Wow. And and talk about a talk about a great example of of project-based learning, problem-based learning. You, you take these things, these situations. What can we do to what, what can we do to make it better? We're putting that into play just in our everyday lives as a school. And when you talk to kids who come to us, and, and John, you're, you're hands-on. It's not like you're in an ivory tower locked away in, in Trenton. You're right here with us on campus. Guys and girls that come to the school, they thrive because they're, every day they're learning. They're learning theory. They're using their minds. And then they're connecting the hands and, and the reality. Kids want to learn, like, when am I going to use this in real life? I mean, if there's a mantra of a high school Don't student, hear that all the that, time. I hear it all the time. The kids are like, why am I going to learn this? When am I going to use this in real life? And there's things that you have to learn that you don't know. But there, once somebody's a junior and senior in high school, a sophomore in high school, a freshman in high school, they want to start really peeling back the layers of the onion and going for it. And this style of learning definitely contributes to that. You know, I think it's the only way, but I mean, other schools are still traditionally, you know, in that, that box, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why we're doing what we're doing. And that's why you're doing what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, not only for your community, but you can be models because of what you're doing here. I think that's wonderful. And we could feature that at a state level. And we try to. And some of the other things that we did. Speaking of uh, speaking of practical and real life applications, very, very briefly, I'd love to love for you to talk about the I Survived High School Challenge. Oh, it's so cool. That actually came out of um, a problem-based learning uh, workshop that I did here, and all of the teachers who were in the workshop had to create something, and I think it was the second version of the of that course or that workshop that, I don't know, I guess it was uh, uh, Scott Engel mm-hmm. and a few others actually came up with the idea to do this I Survive High School Challenge, which really put the students outdoors, you know, looking for building shelter, mm-hmm. cooking food, you know, uh, looking for water sources and 
way, way different than you're going to see it in other school. Like, I don't think anybody's doing this. I haven't seen anything like this around. And it, and it, put, it places the students. I'm a big believer in doing things non-traditional. Absolutely. Because if you have students who are challenged to learn the way that we're giving instruction, then you have to take them out of the classroom put them out in the field, do something different to engage them. Because if you don't engage a student, they're never going to learn. No, they don't not retain. The way that they, don't, they don't retain it. They're not going to be interested, and you're going to lose them very soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that, the I Survive High School Challenge, engages a student with something different, the MRE Challenge, and some of the things that you do here in creativity are awesome because that engages a student to open their eyes. Mm-hmm. That particular project, too, it was, it was such a great example of synergy, of cross cross-sectional, like like students from different groups were working together in teams, well, like a, team building. It's just like work. How, it's how just often, like work. It's just like when you have a different departments melting, except how often are we bound, and this is where you're going, Mick, and I'm with it, you, you're you bound in school because it's school because there's certain parameters you have to adhere to, but when you get to the workplace, it, no one hands you an employee handbook that's like, okay, here's every situation you're going to encounter here. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. No, you got to face stuff as it comes to you. It's real-world problem-solving. That's awesome. Biology, there's a there's a biology component or a science component. There's a math component. Mm-hmm. They're all coming together. History, it's all in there in what those in what those kids were, were working on. It's very cool. And it's a team building. Yes. It's a collaboration. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so, what, do, what do employers, number one thing that they're saying to everybody yeah, look at the entering? Soft skills. Yes. The we soft need skills, soft. those communication skills, collaboration, mm-hmm. you know, how to mm-hmm. present, how to speak. So with the Army's connection, which I found and discovered working, working here, is what we did is we brought in, and, and you guys remember this, is we brought in the team building kits that the Army does. Oh, yeah. Remember we did the – That was awesome. Uh, the, the, Army, the Army does it best, right? They know how to teach leaders, teach yes. them to be leaders, and actually you know, build capacity in terms of teams. Otherwise, people die, let's face yeah, it. So yeah. they have some great training programs. So what we did is we brought it here. It was That was in the spring of last year or the year before. That was awesome. Awesome. And some of the uh, team building activities, one in particular I really liked, it was called a spider web. Mm-hmm. And it was probably a, a 10 by 10 foot by 12 foot just uh, PVC frame with a bunch of bungee cords and irregular shapes. And the idea was to take like maybe 10, 12 kids, put them on one side and say, okay, you have to get everyone from this side through these irregular shapes without touching the ropes or the bungee cords without touching. And then otherwise they had to start over. And so these kids were engaged. Yeah, that's, they did it. Yeah, they did it. And then what we did is we threw a little um, kind of wrench in it and, and we blindfolded them. On the la- oh, <laughs> so the last, the last guy, they saved the biggest one for last or, not, or the biggest shape. Yes. And then we said, oh, wait a minute, time out. And we stepped in and we put the blindfold on the kid. And now the kids had to either focus even more with the verbal problem with, solving with, with them a, verbally. Mm. No, they, they had to talk the kid through it without touching. It was great. And the kids did it and they loved it. They were cheering afterwards. That's, that's, that's how you build capacity in the classroom is you don't, you don't teach content for someone. Hey, we're going to do math today. No, you build team building and capacity. And then mm-hmm. the kids know and trust each other in the classroom. So I think that was that's another thing that the Army actually has and, and we brought here. Mm-hmm. And we've done it at other schools as well, for teachers as well. I love it. Um, plus, one, one final thing. I just want to mention the, the, the green curriculum that you've brought to the table for us, the sustainability. All of this stuff is, is incorporated into what our students are learning day in and day out. Right. We're, we're looking to do, uh, through a grant, and I guess some bond money perhaps, uh, we're looking to do sustainable building practices or academies here. We're looking at green construction, energy, you know, alternative energy. Cutting sources. edge. It's coming. It's you know, coming. It's, it's, it's already here. here. It's, it's here. here, but we're not emphasizing these enough. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking mm-hmm. at, you know, things like just 
global sustainability, agricultural stuff, which can f- you know, feed right into the culinary arts and healthy eating, healthy living. You know, and I think that's going to, and, and since you're so open here, I think that's going to really uh, play a big part. And so we're actually designing what that's going to look like now, but it's, it's going to look like the kids are going to get an introduction to sustainability from a broader sense, right? Like what is sustainability on a global basis? Why should we care? And then go into specific pathways. And so say first year, for example, might be exploration of you know, green collar careers, and then um, a design and architecture green, sustainable energy, sustainable building practices. And then you have it here, and now it's just a matter of transitioning through that lens of sustainability, because you have the infrastructure here. It's just doing things a little bit differently. So many of our courses lend themselves to these, to these things, the horticulture turf management class, absolutely, the architectural yes. engineering design, the carpentry, uh, building maintenance. HVAC. Trades, HVAC. Look at you. Look at Electrical. All Ge- of them. Geothermal. Yeah. I mean, you look at how many houses solar, are going. fuel it's, cells. It's insane. Automotive. Alternative transportation. Hybrids. Course. Electric EVs. Electric yeah. vehicles. So you could, if you want, I don't know how far you want to take this. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, because you do, there, there is a cost to this, you know, mm-hmm. because when you're changing, you're going to need certain equipment. But if you have the mindset that you want to change and you want to move into these sustainable practices in maybe not all, but a lot of these areas, you could just do it over time. You could have like a three or a five-year plan and implement this. But mm-hmm. at first thing, I think we're looking at construction, which construction, of course, is the building, which the building has multiple systems. So it's a great place mm-hmm. to start. And, and thanks to that grant, thanks to that uh, the Bond Act, the, the Bond Act and, that mm-hmm. just passed, not grant, but the Bond Act. Thank you. If, you, if you're listening and you voted yes, thank you, because yeah, it's kind of a massive impact on who we are, MCDS, in addition to throughout the state. Yeah. I think you I think you know what the answer is going to be because of all the open minds here at, at Mercer County Tactics School. It's going to be yes. We're going to go we're going to go deeper and further. Um, that's a nice note to uh, to wrap things up on. John Henry, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my New pleasure. Thank Boards. you. We appreciate all you've done for us, uh, and we we look forward to working. We're not with you. done. We have a lot more work to do. You bet. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, well, well. That about wraps up this month's episode of the MCTS Experience. Uh, Mr. Nash, final thoughts. I'll tell you, it's an exciting time to, to see this come alive and see these these awesome people be a part of who we are as a family and just take us to the next level. You know, John Henry's an incredible guy. Miss Perlman's a sharp cookie. And, and Megan, talk about an inspirational story about a girl that was kind of unsure of herself and unsure of her trajectory, and then she totally came alive and, and do, does what we do here. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so my thanks to, uh, to Megan Lackow and uh, John Henry, of course, in New Jersey School Boards. Um, Ms. Perlman for the teacher tip. Um, big thanks to Jody Gazenbeek Person, who was our choreographer and orchestrated this entire thing uh, with the video. This video is awesome. Keep your eyes peeled for that video, people, and share it and like it and do whatever else you can do with it. Um, uh, a big thanks to our our, uh, our board and uh, Dr. Schneider and uh, Ms. Heist Pew for, uh, for the support um, and for doing what you guys do every day to keep this school going. Um, my name is Mr. Orff on behalf of myself and Mr. Nash and Nick MacGyver Sikowski. Um, I'd like to thank you all for joining us. Please, uh, like this on Facebook and, uh, like our page on Instagram and Twitter and go to our website, get those applications and people enrollment is up. We're rocking and rolling. You better get on, you better get on the train if you want to be a part of this. And this is Mr. Orff reminding you to discover your passion and unlock your future. And one last thing. Happy Holidays! Holidays.